Um, today's reading is from uh, John chapter 14, uh, starting at verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will, not leave as, uh, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore. But you will see me, because I live. You also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them, and we will come to them and make, make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you, I, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes, to that, but he comes so that the world um, may learn that I, love the, that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. This is the word of the Lord. Nice to see you all. Um, a couple of things we're going to need. We're going to need our Bibles open, so do turn back to John 14 if you've closed your Bible. And if you like to take notes, then uh, why don't you grab one of these sheets? Uh, there's pens and pencils at the back. Maybe feel uh, bring them if anybody else needs one. You can jot down some notes if that helps as we go along. Uh, I'm going to ask God to help us now uh, with a short prayer. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word, for freedom to meet, for time to listen. Please would you help me to speak clearly. Please would you help us to concentrate. And please um, would you thrill us with what Jesus promises to us if we are trusting him if we are trying to follow Jesus today please would you thrill us so that we would keep going and for what we don't yet understand please would you bring us clarity and help to trust and believe that his words are true in Jesus name we pray amen how can we keep going? Um, this must be a real question for every single person that's trying to follow Jesus day by day. How can we keep going? 
Like the world is against us. And we feel our weakness in many, many situations. And actually, sometimes it feels like the longer we try to follow Jesus, it just gets harder rather than easier. How can we keep going? It's a fair question to ask. It's a question to, to understand if, if you are here tonight and following Jesus. Um, these verses give us lots of answers, lots of encouragements. If you're not yet following Jesus, then, then these verses will help us to understand, help you to understand something about the shape of the Christian life and how it is that people can follow Jesus. Uh, even though we, we talk about Jesus, uh, rightly so, we say he is, he's risen and sitting in heaven on his throne. Um, when these words were first spoken to his disciples, they had been with him for three years, and now he, he is telling them that he is about to leave them. And, and it's not hard to imagine how that must have landed. And, and again and again in chapter 14, we're told their hearts were troubled at this prospect. Because not only is he saying he's going away, but he's saying, you have now got work to do. <laughs> and they're thinking, hang on, you're the main man. What's this mission you want us to do? Their hearts were troubled at the prospect of what Jesus was explaining. Jesus focuses, I'm going and you've got work to do. Um, for three years, they had followed. That's the meaning of the word disciples. They, they had been taught. They had seen miracles. They had seen him exercise God's power and do incredible things. And now the 11, because Judas isn't part of this group anymore, are being told, uh, I'm going away. Well, hang on, Jesus, we're followers, we follow. How does that work if you're not here with us? And Jesus is going to tell them how they are to keep going. Their focus is troubled hearts, and Jesus says in verse 15, if you love me, keep my commands. Now, we could just stop there, right there, and say, is this making it better or worse? Love and obedience, is, is that not quite a hard part of the Christian life? But there's a change in, of emphasis in the second half of, of chapter 14. The first half calls the, the disciples to be believing and trusting. And now the language talks about love and keeping my commands. That is the way forward as Jesus goes to heaven. He's not gone to the cross yet. We look back and we know that what happened next was he went to the cross, he rose, he met with his disciples, he ascended into heaven. But perhaps to emphasize that the relationship will continue at the heart of the, the Christian faith, he starts to talk about love and obedience, an ongoing relationship. This will be for a challenge for anyone who calls themselves a Christian, because it doesn't take too long to think about our love for Jesus and to feel that it's less than it should be. And that our obedience for Jesus is not what it should be. Um, 
And in these verses, I think we're meant to see that uh, obedience is necessary because that is the fruit and evidence of our love for Jesus. It's the fruit and evidence of being in relationship with him. How can we keep going? Well, here's what Jesus says. I just want to pull out three things that he says about the gift of the Holy Spirit that will help us to keep going as Christians. So first of all, verses 15 to 24, the Holy Spirit is the helper. He's the promised helper who will come alongside followers of Jesus. See how he's described. Um, Jesus says, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commands and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate, a helper. The Greek word is paraclete, someone who will be alongside helping and who will be with you forever, the spirit of truth. So Jesus here is describing the third person of the Trinity. We know God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. Who has the Spirit? It's a promise to those who receive Jesus. So verse 17, the world cannot accept him. The world is Jesus' way of describing someone that doesn't bow to Jesus as Lord. It cannot accept him. It cannot know him. But to the disciples who are with Jesus, trusting Jesus, you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. So here is a step forward, a change. You were following me personally, but one day, the gift of the Holy Spirit, he will come and will be in each of you individually. So this is to be seen as actually an improvement. You live in with one Jesus, but what will happen will be living with each having the Holy Spirit in them. And look down to verse 23. As he unfolds this, he says, not just for the living, but sorry, um, but, but verse 23, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. So for anyone who trusts in Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God the Father and God the Son will make their home with the believer. So though they understand this as separation from Jesus, Jesus is saying no. The future isn't going to be about separation. You will know the presence of God with you as a helper. God living inside his people. Ordinary Christians like us. We are special. Every single Christian here is a walking residence of God. He makes his dwelling with his people. A long time ago, in Sunday school, we used to sing a song about 
God dwelling and living inside his people. And we used to sing and do the actions. There is a flag flying high from the castle of my heart. For the king is in residence there. And what you need to understand is that there is this thing that when, when a king or a monarch is at home in a building, you know because there's a flag flying high. And that's what set that song up. And so the Christian can have a smile on their face, can have joy in their heart, and that is because their God, their king, is living with them and inside them. And that is not just a future thing, but it is, it is what it means to live and to have the new life that Jesus promises. And so Jesus says, those who love and obey my commands, he says, verse 21, verse 21, what will be true for those people? The one who loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love them and show myself to them. And verse 23, anyone who loves me and will obey my teaching, my father will love them and we will come and make our home with them. The effect of God living inside the Christian will be for them to know the love of the Son and the love of the Father as we live in this life. We may sometimes feel separated from God and orphans, but actually the Holy Spirit is given to help us to know God's love and presence with us. So there will be an intimacy because of the Holy Spirit, an intimacy with God. But the Holy Spirit is given not just so that we can have that intimacy, but also so we can have the support that we need to do what Jesus calls us to do. Which was what? Verse 15. Those challenging words, to love and obey me. One writer says, not only are we commanded to obey, but the Holy Spirit is given to equip us to obey. He lives inside to produce fruit, to help us to behave in a right way, to grow in love and obedience. We should feel unsettled by this command of Jesus to love and obey. But none of us will ever be able to do that perfectly. But with the Holy Spirit's help, we can grow in our love and obedience. So first of all, the Holy Spirit is the helper. And secondly, in verses 25 and 26, we see the Holy Spirit is the teacher. So verses 25 and 26, Jesus says to the eleven, All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. These disciples, they, they must be in a bit of a blur as they try to absorb what Jesus is saying. I'm leaving. They're now told how they can keep going another way they can keep going. The Spirit will teach you and remind you of all 
that I taught. So, for the future, the Spirit would enable the disciples to, to recall all that Jesus had told them so that they would be able to provide an accurate and written record in the pages of the New Testament. So these, this group of, of the 11 plus Paul, they are the 12 apostles and their writings or those who wrote down for them form the New Testament and give us an accurate record of Jesus' teaching, one that we can trust. And this is crucial for, for the future of the church, to have the apostles' teaching and know that it is passed on from Christ accurately and reliably because of the work of the Holy Spirit. That is what Jesus says to them. But in a secondary sense, how will we keep going day by day? As Christians, it will be knowing the help of the Holy Spirit when he teaches and reminds us and shows us that their truth, the apostles' truth, really is truth for living. So there's the second thing to be encouraged by. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to live and to understand and know the teachings of Christ in our day-to-day -day life. Not just here gathered on a Sunday, but when we're at home and we open the Bible to, to, to read for five minutes and to pray, but when we're in the midst of the busyness of school or work or with friends, that he will bring to mind truths and teachings to help us to know how to live as his people. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. So that's the first two. The Holy Spirit is the helper. The Holy Spirit is specifically the teacher. And thirdly, the Holy Spirit will impart Jesus' peace. Peace from Jesus. Verse 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus promises his followers peace. And the way it's described here, it is something unique and it is a supernatural reality. And I wonder if today there is anything that is more sought after amongst the younger generation, amongst all generations, to know peace in a troubled world, to know peace in the midst of uncertainty, to know peace under pressure of all sorts. Not the way that the world gives peace. 
We look for peace, a release from the, these relentless pressures. But the world can only offer peace that is, that is not lasting. Like the trouble ends, but more trouble starts. But Jesus is offering a peace in the midst of trouble, in the midst of pressure, in the midst of uncertainty. This is a different kind of peace that he offers to those who want to keep going with him. It comes from having a living relationship with Jesus. One writer says, The Holy Spirit makes available to troubled hearts of the disciples and to ours peace that comes from being surrendered to Jesus and knowing his gracious rule. Two other quotes that I liked when I was looking at this. Jesus' peace is not the absence of conditions that intimidate but rather is the composure to be faithful in the face of adversity. It's not cotton wool for the timid, but it's steel for the courageous, those who are looking to trust him and to keep going. Three things. You got that? It's all there. You've got to go back to these verses tomorrow morning. The helper, the teacher, the, the one that brings peace. How should we respond then? I want to suggest three responses. First, in praise. If you're trusting Jesus, these verses are telling you that God makes his home with you, living inside ordinary Christians. We may well be aware of our ordinariness at lots of points every day, but we are not orphans in the world. We are not on our own. Christ has done all that was needed for sinners like you and I to be reconciled to God, the Father. The great God who dwells on high also chooses to dwell in the midst of those who are lowly and contrite and looking to him. Praise God. The second response, thanks, thankfulness. We all love having help, don't we? We're just not very good at admitting it or showing it. But to have help in life is a marvelous thing. The Holy Spirit is given to help us to obey, to keep the commands of Jesus. And he comes to give us the gift and promise of peace. That's something to thank God for tonight and tomorrow morning and day by day. And thirdly, we want to be asking God, the Holy Spirit, 
God the Holy Spirit to enable us to obey Jesus who we love. To be the one who teaches us day by day and reminds us of what matters and that we might know his peace that we might claim it afresh for the situations we're in, the things that are coming to our mind tonight or the circumstances that we face tomorrow. And as we do that, know that this Jesus, the one who went to be with his father, the one who calls us to love and obey him in life, is the one that went to his father through the cross, as the meal will remind us tonight. He is the one whose obedience demonstrated his love for his father so that we could know his father in life. Let's pray. helper, teacher, and giver of peace. Father, please would you help us to know that these things are true. And we praise you because we uh, have tasted these things um, in the Christian life. Many of us will know the truth of these words. Uh, that what Jesus promised is ours. And we pray that you would help us to, to, to know more of these great promises and to keep going, uh, trusting Jesus and living for him um, with the help of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we ask, amen.